You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to be together again in the house of the Lord. We have been dealing with the subject of repentance. How many people love repentance? <laughs> yes, it is through repentance that you enter into the kingdom, right? And uh, I'm telling you that it's not just it's not just about entering the kingdom. It's also about aligning your life, being in alignment with God. So repentance helps us to be aligned. So I'm going to wrap this teaching up today on repentance. Uh, and I call it repentance, alignment of roots for fruits. Okay. So the alignment of your roots for fruits. Because you're, you're, you're going to be fruitful after this. Okay. Glory to God. Yes. You, you can't just deal with, with, uh, with the leaves. You can't just deal with the stem. You need to go right down to the root. And repentance is one of the ways that you can zero into the root of your life. You can zero into the root of your family tree. Are you getting me? Yes, you can go, go to the very root of the iniquities that have been causing you to, to, to manifest certain, um, uh, certain patterns. You know, an iniquity is different from a sin because iniquity has to do with, um, it, 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 the word iniquity means crooked, okay? So there are some inherent crookedness in our lives that came as a result of sin, Okay? So we want to, when, you, when you want to deal with those things, you, you need re repentance. You need repentance. So um, uh, on a superficial level, repentance is about the, um, uh, salvation. You repent and then you, you receive Jesus. You repent and that's fine. But uh, there are also other things that repentance does. Repentance can actually lead to deliverance. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have found out in many, many cases when we're dealing with, uh, with demonic issues, and uh, uh, we, 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 when we deal, when we uh, uh, approach it from the standpoint of repentance, you find that people get free. People get free. Why? Because, uh, because they have repented of whatever it is that has given the enemy a hold over their lives. Then the enemy's power is broken. The enemy's power is broken. So not everything just happens by the anointing just, oh, you just wave your hand and, ooh, then everything is, is sorted. I wish it were always like that. But if there is no repentance, what happens is that even when you cast the demon out, if the person has not repented, the demon will come back. 
Are you following me? Yeah. So that's why we're looking at repentance and then we're looking at the root and then it is going to lead to fruit. How many people want to be fruitful? Yes, I want to be fruitful. I want to be more fruitful. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. As we go into your word, I thank you because I know that the entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Let your word come with clarity. Let your word come with simplicity. Let there be revelation. Let there be transformation. Let there be impartation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. So repentance is important. It's, uh, it's, it's so important that God had to send a, a, a forerunner. He sent John the Baptist to, to, to preach repentance before Jesus started his ministry. Okay? So it's so important that uh, and the entire life of John the Baptist was, was dedicated to preaching repentance. And preparing the nation through repentance to receive the Messiah. And uh, John did his work and he finished. And when Jesus came, Jesus also started by preaching repentance. He preached repentance and then guess what? After the ascension of Christ in, on the... Uh, in fact, before the ascension even, part of the Great Commission has to do with repentance. Part of the Great Commission. You know, we know, yes, in Matthew 28, where he says, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. It says, Lo, I'm with you always. But if we look at St. Luke's Gospel, in fact, let's look at that. Let's look at Luke chapter 24. The last, um, the last thing that Jesus told them, right? Luke chapter 24. It says in verse 47 of Luke 24, it says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. So Jesus had told them, he had just finished telling them about the necessity of his suffering and his death and all of that. And then, but then he says, repentance and the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins. Repentance needs to be preached in all over, starting from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. So it's part of the Great Commission. Repentance is part of the Great Commission, and we must not forget that. Okay? Yeah. So, if repentance must be preached, then why aren't we preaching repentance? Why, why, why do we prefer other things? And I know there are many things to talk about. Why do we prefer to preach about prosperity? And I know there's place for that. But why do we prefer to preach about success? And I know there's a place for that. Why do we prefer, you know, to preach about breakthrough? And there's a place for that. But I'm telling you that repentance is, is key to a lot of manifestations 
that are lacking in our lives. Repentance is key. So that's why we've been dwelling on this subject so that you are well informed and uh, you are not confused about it. Okay? So, um, Jesus, before he left, he told them that repentance needs to be preached. So remember, he started by preaching repentance. Okay? We saw that previously. Uh, so he started by preaching repentance. Let's repent for the kingdom of, of, of God is at hand. And then he preached other things as well. But and now he's about to leave. And he's talking about repentance. Preaching repentance. And guess what? In the book of Acts chapter 3. Let's look at Acts chapter 3. Um, Peter. Uh, in, in, this is at. Uh, after Pentecost, or on the, on the day of Pentecost, Peter, uh, Peter is speaking, and he says, you know, after people responded, when they responded to, 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 to uh, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, right? Those guys spoke in tongues, people were drawn and Peter spoke people got saved but look at what Peter says here in verse uh, I'll read just verse 19 he says repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord repent okay and be converted. Remember we said that repent. The word repent simply means to change. Alright. So it's a change of heart. Alright. A change of heart that leads to a change of mind. That leads to a change of what? Direction. And a change of behavior. Alright. So when you talk about repentance, some people say, well, you are preaching behavior modification and things like that. But let me tell you something. If you are saved, you will show the fruit. Okay? Yeah, there's, I mean, by their fruit, you shall know them. Okay? It's not by their words, you shall know them. By their what? Fruit, you shall know them. And that's why John the Baptist told them in Matthew chapter 3, he says to them that they need, they need to uh, show fruit worthy of repentance. Yeah. He's, he declared that. So, um, in case you don't know, your salvation is supposed to show in your life. And this is not legalism. Okay? This is not legalism. The grace of God enables you. The grace of God empowers you. It empowers you to produce fruit in your life. So when you don't see fruit, you need to be concerned if there are no fruit in your life. And it starts with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. Okay? That it starts from there. But there are other fruits. We are not dealing with fruits today. We're just talking about repentance. Okay, so repentance is vital. 
Now, at the beginning, I said that there are, there are things in our lives. There are things, there are um, root issues, okay? Iniquities. Iniquities are things that um, we need to, from time to time, look into. Let's look at uh, the book of uh, Psalms chapter 19. David made a statement here. In Psalm chapter 19, I'll read from verse, verse 12. He says, Who can understand his errors? Who can understand his errors? Okay? He says, Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. So sometimes you need to, you need to go to God and ask him certain things. Ask him to show you things. Ask him to speak to you about if there is anything I need to repent of. God, tell me. Show me. Is there anything in my family tree that requires repentance? Okay. Show me. Are there any secret faults in my family root? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you say, Lord, show them to me. And, I want, and I'm saying this because uh, not only because the Bible, is, the, the Bible is clear about that, but then also I, I prayed there was a time I was just seeking God and I was asking God, Lord, show me. In fact, this is just like some weeks ago when we started this series. I began to pray and I said, Lord, show me. If there is anything I need to repent of, okay, speak to me, show me. You know, and that night I prayed and I went to bed and I slept. And when I slept, I had a dream. God spoke to me in a dream and showed me there is a particular set of people I interact with regularly. The Lord says, I need to repent of my heart condition towards those people. Can you imagine that? So, what if I didn't pray? <laughs> Do you think he would have just... Maybe. He would have shown me. Maybe. But you see, what, there's a difference when you ask. He says, ask and you shall... Receive. And I didn't realize that I had that kind of heart condition. Do you get my point? It wasn't on purpose. It's something that you can easily overlook. So, I was so grateful when I woke up the next day and I said, Lord, thank you so much. I'm going to work on this. So, I've started working on it. Amen? Because if I don't deal with it, 
one day something might come up that would lead to me doing something that I'm not supposed to do. Behaving in a way that I'm not supposed to behave. Or treating those people in a way I'm not supposed to. Amen? So that's why repentance is important. So you need to investigate your roots. Investigate your root. Investigate your heart. Hallelujah. I know God knows your heart. But he wants you to pay attention. You remember he says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the what? The issues of life. So you need to, you need to pay attention to what goes on in your heart. Not everything in your heart is okay. Not everything is okay. Will you please take responsibility for what goes on in your heart? Why? Because there are issues of life. Do you know that the blessings of God flow through your heart? There is a heart condition that is conducive for certain manifestations. So if our hearts, if we ignore the heart, something else will be growing inside. And you'll be producing strange fruit in your life. You get my point. You'll be producing strange fruit in your life. And this, listen, this is not about you know, bringing condemnation or anything. This is about being wise. This is about being a good steward of your heart. This is about being watchful. Are you hearing me? Yeah. This is about being watchful. There are things that the anointing cannot do for you. There are things that prophecy will not do for you. There are things that laying on of hands will not do for you. Yeah. But when you deal with the heart, when you deal with the heart, oh my God, certain things begin to manifest in your life. Once you've dealt with the heart, it becomes easier for you to relate with certain people. I'm telling you. And I've been praying and dealing with my heart for, for quite some time. And I found out that it be, I'm, I'm finding it easier to handle certain people that I used to struggle with before. <laughs> it, it's interesting. But I just observed that, okay, I'm not as irritated as I used to be about this person. It's becoming easier to love this person genuinely, not pretending. It's becoming easier. It's becoming easier. The things that used to be temptation, you know, have become so weak, you know, in certain areas. Of course, I've not arrived. I'm working on it. But the point is that the, the enemy begins to lose a grip over your life. When you pay attention to what goes on in your heart. Glory. Yeah. Begins to help you. Begins to help you. It gives you more grace to handle people's imperfections. 
because you yourself are not perfect. You also make blunders. But why are you so hard on other people and gentle on yourself? Isn't that an indication that your heart needs attention? Okay. So, I don't want any, I don't want the enemy to be able to block your blessings. <laughs> yeah? Yes. I want, I, I want you to, I want you to, you know, be able to walk with God in such a way that the enemy will not have any legal ground to accuse you before God because you are carrying something that belongs to him. No. Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has no part in me. In other words, I have not taken anything. I have not humbled any seed from him. I have not taken anything of the enemy. He is coming for inspection, but he will find nothing. Glory to God. And that's why this subject is so important. So important. So that, you know, the enemy can come, but he will be powerless. He will be powerless. Oh, well, pastor, what about the blood of Jesus? Yeah, the blood of Jesus is there. That's why you need to use it. Apply it. Apply it to your heart. Apply it to your thought life. Apply it to those roots. Amen. You will understand why the psalmist said in... Um, in Psalm 139, let me read that, 139. Um, I love this scripture. In 139 and uh, verse 23, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So imagine this guy. Do you know that David, I mean David, he was praying this kind of prayer. And yet, well, maybe, I, don't, I don't know when. Maybe it was, it was after he had gone to Bathsheba and, you know, committed whatever he did. So he, he does not trust himself anymore. Okay, he said, God, search me, search me. Try me, look, investigate, show me, tell me. Is there something I need to repent of? Do I need to repent of how I think towards this brother? Do I need to repent of how I think towards this sister? Do I need to repent of how I think towards my boss? Do I need to repent of how I think towards my siblings? Do I need to repent of how I think towards my parents? Do I need to repent of how I think towards my children? Do I need to repent? Is there any wicked way in me? And remember I said that wickedness is not linked to acts of violence. It's not Biblically speaking, wickedness is anything that God hates. 
It's wicked. <laughs> okay, so is there anything you've harbored in your heart and it's already, it has even a be become a part of your personality and yet it is wicked? Maybe you should pray, ask God to show you. Lord, show me. And I tell you, he will. If you ask him to, he will. If you don't, he might not. Okay? But when you pray and ask God for that, it shows that you are open. It shows that you are in a, in a position whereby you can receive from God. Your heart is open to receive and God will speak to you. God will show you. He will show you. There is any wicked way in you. Did you, are there things that have been passed on to you from previous generations? Are there certain prejudices you have carried and they have become a part of your uh, decision-making processes? They've become part of your judgmental faculties. They've become part of what you use to assess people. And yet, before God is wicked. And then you're speaking in tongues, say, Kebronda Kalebro, do stick it. And then when you look, you say, hmm, look at them. I knew it. And you see, the, 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 the interesting thing is that when you, whatever spectacles, you wear will always shade everything you see. Do you get my point? Yeah. It will shade whatever it is you see, how you see things. So if you have any prejudice, those, those are spectacles that you use, then everything that person does has a shade of that prejudice. So it continues to confirm. And you think that it is confirmation. You think it's confirmation of what you, you know, what you were told or what was passed on to you. And that, that has become a root issue. And you need to deal with that. Deal with that. Somebody said, Lord, help me. Yeah, you don't. You are not saying as if you really want help. You, you, you don't have to say it if you don't want help. Okay. If you don't want help, you don't need to say it. But as for me, Lord, I need help. I need help. I need more grace. I need help. Show me. Search me. Show me what else do I need to repent of? Show me, Lord. Come on, just begin to talk to the Lord. Yes, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus. Search, search us. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me. Mighty God, are there things I've harbored? Are there iniquities I'm carrying that are affecting the way I view things, the way I behave? that are affecting the way I respond. My Lord, 
Search me, help me. Help me, O God. Help me. Help me, O God. Thank you, Father. Amen. I'm telling you, what I'm saying is so significant because if you don't deal with your heart, even when the anointing comes upon you, it can affect how you operate. Okay? When the gifts of the Spirit begin to manifest in your life, it will also affect how you operate. If, you, if, if the gift, for example, the gift of discerning of spirits, that's operating in your life and your heart has not been dealt with. Do you know what? It's going to affect how you see. It's going to affect how you see and it's going to affect how you interpret what you see. Because you see, to have a vision is one thing. To interpret it correctly is another thing. Visions are like dreams. Sometimes, they, you know, they, 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 God uses symbolic language. Sometimes God uses parables to communicate. So you have this vision and you don't, because your heart has not been, um, you have not dealt with whatever it is that you've been carrying. You see this thing, you quickly conclude. You quickly conclude that this is it. You know, it's, it's like, it's like um, a common example is Peter. Remember Peter in um, Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus was asking the disciples, who do men say the Son of Man am? Huh? Who is the Son of Man? What do people say about me? And uh, is, some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are Elijah. They say you are one of the prophets. And Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? Okay? And Peter says, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay? That's revelation. And Jesus says, wow, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. He says, it's my Father in heaven. Peter, you have tapped into the heart of my Father. I mean, that, that was so powerful. Okay? Yeah. You, you, you have been able to prophetically tune into the heart of God. And you got this from my Father. And then Jesus now begins to tell them, Listen, guys, I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer and I'll be killed. Peter takes Jesus aside and begins to rebuke him. Why, why would Peter do that? You see, he had the revelation, but he didn't have the understanding. He didn't have the wisdom. So the fact that you see something does not mean that you have the wisdom to accurately interpret it, to really understand where it fits. So Peter... Is rebuking Jesus for talking about death. And meanwhile, that's what Jesus came for. You see how he missed it. He was accurate in his, um, in his revelation of Jesus being the Christ. He was spot on. He was accurate there. So sometimes you can see a vision accurately, but your understanding can be mis misconstrued telling you. Your understanding 
can undo what you saw. So that's why we need to begin to pay attention to what goes on in our hearts. Because if you allow something, for example, if you are someone whose heart is fertile when it comes to um, when it comes to jealousy or whatever, if you have a if if, if your heart is fertile in that area, <laughs> then when God begins to, to 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 say things to somebody, you know, or begins to reveal things about somebody being blessed or being you know being elevated or whatever. You know, your, your, your interpretation. Even if God spoke to you about that person, your interpretation is going to be affected. It's going to be affected. So that's why these things are important. And this is where prophetic people miss it sometimes because they've not paid attention to the heart. And not just prophetic people. Well, as a prophetic people, if you are spirit if, 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 if you are spirit-led, if, um, if you are inspired by the Spirit, the word prophetic means spontaneous. Okay? So, the, um, in a broad sense, that's what it means. So, um, so, so, so if you are the kind of person that you just, you just step into a place and you just know things about people, But your heart has not been dealt with. You've not, you've not dealt with whatever needs to be dealt with there. <laughs> yeah. You will start interpreting those things according to how you, you know, according to what is in your heart. So God is trying to help us. That's why he's bringing this message to us. Amen. And I sense that God is going to release some prophetic flow in this place in a, in a very, very unusual way. Okay? And you, you, you are going to flow in the gifts in such a way that you will even be surprised. You'll be surprised. But this thing we're, we're dealing with now is vital so that the gift does not destroy you. Because it has destroyed many. Okay? Yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah. So, um, repentance. We're talking about alignment of roots for fruits. So, your roots needs to be aligned. Glory to God. Yes. Yes. It needs to be aligned. Why? Because God wants you to flow and begin to become ex exceedingly fruitful. Part of the covenant that God made with Abraham is a covenant of fruitfulness. Okay? It's a covenant of fruitfulness. So if Abraham is your father, how many children of Abraham do we have here? You used to sing that song, Father Abraham had many sons. And many sons have Father Abraham. I am one of them. So are you. So let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. You need to go to children's church. <laughs> yes. You know, so as children of Abraham, part of our covenant is fruitfulness. It's part of your covenant right. 
So you have it in your DNA to be fruitful. Glory to God. So, but you need to make sure you bear the right kind of fruit. And that's why we're trying to deal with the things that need to be dealt with. Amen. So, pay attention. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, please do yourself a favor. Pay attention to what goes on in your heart. Pay attention. You're, you're doing yourself a lot of good when you pay attention to what's going on in your heart. If you have unforgiveness, it's a sign that you need help. It's a sign that you need help. So may the Lord help us. Glory, glory. So, our roots. Now, back to family, um, family trees. Okay, let's say if your family there's a particular you notice certain negative traits in your family. I mean, every family has some. So, don't give me that holy look as if <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you mean people? <laughs> You all came down from Adam, so <laughs> yeah. So, but but you know, need, you need to now begin to pray into those things. Okay, don't just look at this and then complain and you know just just talking and talking and you don't do anything. No, go before God. If you notice any fruit, okay. If you notice any fruit that is not okay. You, you notice the wrong fruit being produced in your family tree. Why don't you go to God in prayer and tell the Lord, Lord, show me the root of this fruit. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Show me the root of this fruit. Where is this coming from? So there was a time I noticed certain tendencies in my life and I went to God just like I'm telling you and I'm recommending to you. I went to God in prayer. Do you know what? God began to speak to me about my father's loins. Can you imagine that? God began to speak to me. He says, you need to deal with your father's loins. Well, I thought if any man be in Christ is a new creation, all things are passed away. That's correct in the spirit. But now you need to enforce it. Okay? If any man be in Christ is a new creation, that is an absolute truth. But there is a difference between positional truths and experiential truths. Okay, so the fact that it is yours positionally does not mean that it is your experience. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yes. So it is up to you to ensure that what is yours positionally becomes, is translated to your experience. 
So some Christians confuse these two truths. So some people are trying to correct things without uh, an understanding of their position in Christ. So you need to know your position in Christ so that you can put your faith in that and you can operate from a position of victory. You can op operate from a legal position, a, a, a vantage position legally in the spirit. You operate from there because Jesus has broken the curse. Hallelujah. He has broken the power of sin. Hallelujah. He has broken every chain. He has broken the bondage. But guess what? The enemy doesn't want that to be your experience. He wants it to remain on the pages of your Bible. Or at best in your mind. But then in your experience, it's not like that. Then you need to go to God about it. Hallelujah. Go to God about it and stop looking for who to blame. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. Do you know that it, 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 if, if, if we will begin to deal with things and begin to go to God, seek God more, do you know that it doesn't matter the state of the economy? God can still bless you irrespective of the economic condition. Yeah, he has done it several times in scripture. Why won't he do it in your life? You know that if you begin to deal with these things and you begin to seek God, God will begin to show you things. God will begin to instruct you. God will begin to give you direction. You take this step. You do this. You do that. You do this. And with time... Ah, it will be a totally different thing. Yeah, I want to tell you something. This church is going to be one of the most, most resourced, well-resourced churches in this land. I'm telling you. It's going to be so, so powerful that people will start suspecting us. They say, how? How, is the, how? how did you do it? But if you will follow what I'm telling you, it is going to translate to some powerful manifestations in your life. Hallelujah. You just be sleeping, God will just come and tap you. Wake up, wake up. Write this, write this plan. Go execute it. And boom. You see manifestation. So where there is dryness, you will see abundance like never before. So you see, the spiritual things, sometimes we, we complicate them. And it's, it's, it's because of our gaps in understanding. So that's why we need to pray for the Lord to help us and to show us. So even when you see something and you think, oh, well, I know it now, you better go to God because you might not be interpreting it the way it really is. You get my point? Yeah. So you might see yourself, you might, you might, you might have a vision and see yourself with gold bars. 
It might not mean that you need to go into gold business. You get my point. It, that, it might not mean that. Although it could mean that. But it might not mean that. So go to God. God, what does this mean? What are you saying to me? Don't assume that you know. And that way, you will always be aligned. Glory to God. So let God show you things that you need to repent of. And the good thing is that there is a principle of what is known as identification repentance. Somebody say identification repentance. Yeah. Identification repentance is a repentance that, that uh, you are repenting for something that you are not directly guilty of. You're not directly guilty of, of it, but you are repenting for, for maybe your family is guilty. All right. Maybe your family is guilty of something, but you, you, you didn't do it. But, you know, they say guilty by association. You've heard that, right? Yeah. It's a spiritual reality. So identification, repentance, you see that in the ministry of... Uh, you see that in the ministry of Daniel. Okay? Daniel goes before God and he is repenting. He says, we have sinned against you. We've done wickedly. And yet Daniel didn't do anything wicked. If anything, he was beloved. God was sending angels to him to come and tell him how, how, much, he was, how much he was loved and appreciated. But yet, he identified with the sins of the entire nation. You know, he was in captivity in Babylon because of the sins of their fathers. Okay? So, when we talk about repentance, you know, and going to the root, that's what I'm referring to. Go to the root. What is it about your fathers? That you need to repent of. Identify those things. Ask God to show you. Ask God to show you. There are things God has shown me about my root. And I've dealt with them. And maybe I've not finished. If God shows me anything again, I'll deal with it. If he shows me anything, you can say, oh, when is this going to finish? I don't, I don't know. And that's not the problem. Because repentance is not a problem. It's actually part of the solution. Do you get my point? Yeah, so when God shows you something, you need to even rejoice that God is revealing to you, He's revealing to you something that the enemy has used as a, as a stronghold. Yeah, because when you, when, when you start going through the ministry of deliverance, you find that one of the... One of the uh, um, Strengths of the enemy is secrecy. Yeah. Secrecy is one of the ways that the enemy is able to have his hold. Okay. So when God begins to reveal, that is light shining. When light is shining, Satan loses his power. Because he's a prince of darkness. He's not the prince of light. Okay. So let God reveal things to you about your family. Glory, glory. 
Now, I'm not saying you should start looking at your family funny now, you know, and everybody, this uncle, uh, this, this, this is the demon in this family. No, 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 please don't even go there. It's, it's not like that. Yeah. So some of them are enslaved. They cannot help themselves. Even that one that is a black sheep, or so-called black sheep of the family, I'm telling you, he can't help himself. So you need to now begin to intercede. You begin to pray for the family. Write those things down. And I'm giving you this as a homework. Go When you go home, begin to pray. Whatever God reveals to you, write it down. Even if your entire family is dead, Ask God to show you things that are still alive, even though the rest are the, the people are dead, but those things are alive in the spirit. Let God show you those things. Hallelujah. Then you begin to pray about them. You begin to deal with those things. Okay? So that's how you'll be able to break certain patterns in your life. That's how you, you will break certain cycles and intercept them. Hallelujah. If, if, if barrenness is, a, is, is, is like the norm in your family, break it. You be the one to break it. Do you, do you follow me? Yeah. If, if, if poverty is the, if the, is the issue in your family, you be the one to break it. Glory to God. Take it upon yourself. Jesus has given me this. Uh, uh, in the word of God, <laughs> it is said that he has broken the power of the enemy. He has redeemed me. So you take that word and start working on it. Start praying. Lord, show me. Show me. Huh? If divorce is the problem in your family, deal with it. Deal with it. Whatever it is. If, if, if drunkenness is the problem, you see it, it's like that. It's like no matter where, what level, they just keep embarrassing themselves. Huh? You take responsibility, go to the place of prayer. That's where you start acting as a priest. You, you, you get my point? As a priest, you go before God. You, you go before God as a priest for your family. Go before God as a priest for your family, for your father's house, for your mother's house. Glory to God. So you see, I'm walking on two legs. My left leg is my mother's house. My right leg is my father's house. I need both legs to stand. So I'm not going to pray just on one. I deal with both legs. Hallelujah. Because there are things that have entered into my life from the left. There are things that have entered into my life from the right. God sees all of them and let God show me. So I go before God in prayer. And I, I, when I began to pray this kind of prayer, you know, sometimes God will even give me names. I've never heard the name before. And now I begin to research and I begin to check and then I discover, oh my God. <laughs> this is the name of an idol. Nobody has told me about it before. But God speaks. Hallelujah. When you ask God, oh my God. 
We serve a God that answers prayers. Hallelujah. When you seek, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. Our problem is we don't want to ask. We don't want to seek. But we're looking for who to blame. No, it's the pastor's problem because he's not anointed enough. If he were anointed enough, I would have had my breakthrough. Oh my, I'm so sorry. I'm not anointed. Maybe you can go, you know, to the anointed one. Yeah, that will sell you some, some powerful oil. Yeah, that oil, you just drink it. You, you, your problem will be solved. Yeah. Yeah, you just go buy that water. That, that special water that is from another country that was sent to you to deliver you. Oh, go and drink it. Maybe that will help you. This one I'm talking is, is, is too much work. It's easier. Just go buy water. All you need is to pay for it, drink it, and then the work is done. Huh? Can you see how people think? Why the devil gets people? Deceive them. So they charge you more, more. This one... This oil, do what I say oil. Yeah, do what I say oil. This oil is 10,000 rands. If you, if, you buy, if you buy this oil and you use it before going to that, you know, going to that uh, interview, whatever you say, they, they, that's what they will do. Whatever you ask for, they, 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 whatever you ask for, that's what they'll give you. Just drink this oil. And, and, and people go fall for, for that. Hmm? Or is it love me by false oil? <laughs> love me by false oil. If you take this oil, oh my God. Whoever you want must love you. Yeah. It will only cost you 7,000 rands. But, you know, just you know that you get it. Love me by false oil. So you go and, you know, get the little money you have. And you go and pay for it. And you, you take it home. Huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and you see, it's, it's, it's like, you know the, the, those notices that they put along the bridge? You know, lost lover, what, 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 what? It has come into the church. They are only calling, the, they, they'll, call the, they'll say the name of Jesus, but they are doing, it's the same practice. It's called syncretism. The same practice. So, but when you tell people, you need to, you know, go to God. You need to pray. You need to, you know, repent. You, it's like, this is work. Huh? This is work. Please, let's not be like that. May God deliver Africa from this mentality in the name of Jesus.
It's absolute nonsense. Doesn't it doesn't even make it does it doesn't it doesn't make sense. That that's how you get you, you solve problems. No. Let God begin to speak to you. Let God begin to show you things. Let God give you instructions. Do this. Do that. Get rid of this. Start this. Stop that. You know, that, that's, how, that's how change happens. That's not, it's not to pour a gallon of, 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 of oil on you that changes you. No. It's, it's God will tell you things. Start doing this. Huh? And I say to you, start praying 12 o'clock at night. Hmm? It might just be as simple as that. And you just obey that. And then things, you know, certain things start falling off your life. Certain things start getting aligned. Or he might just, he might just say to you, start reading. Five o'clock, you wake up and you read. Oh, I'm struggling. I can't. No, no, no. Go to bed early. Wake up early and read. Your brain will be sharp. It will, you, you, you. You know, it's simple. You don't need any magic potion for that. Yeah. You want to be fruitful? Go to God. God will show you. If you are making mistakes, he will show you. If you are missing it somewhere, if there's something you're not getting right, he will tell you. But go to him, please. Don't even come to me. Go to him. And God will speak to you. God will start showing you things. And then your life will begin to blossom. Hallelujah. It will start to blossom. Don't be jealous of anybody. If somebody is doing well, go to them and say, teach me. Teach me. How do you, do, how do you get this right? Teach me how you do it. Yeah. Instead of you looking and saying, hmm. Oh. All the time. Are you the only one? You just, you just like to show, show off. You're intimidating people. Everything, every time you are posting, you, you are posting, you are in this place, you are in this place. <laughs> every time. You're just oppressing people because God has given you some money. The day my own money comes, I will show you. <laughs> I will deal with you. I will go to places you've never been to. Say, God, please wipe away this shame in my life. That is nonsense. Learn to rejoice with those who rejoice. Okay? Learn to appreciate people. Learn to rejoice with them. If God is being good to them, celebrate with them. If they testify, jubilate with them. Dance with them. You know, bless them even more. Hallelujah. When, when God starts seeing that kind of heart in you, do you know what it will do? Do you know what you, it will do in your life? It will begin to, it, you know, you begin to attract certain blessings in your life. But if every time you see, you just, hmm, there she goes again. Don't do that. Hallelujah. I want you to be fruitful. Glory to God.
time is gone. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord God. Show us. Show us areas. I want you to repent. Show us, oh Father, about our families. Show us about our family trees. Oh my God. Show us. Show us whatever it is that we need to know. Lord, I ask that you would reveal them to us. Reveal them to us. Lord God. Whatever it will take to break those cycles. Lord, my God. Those negative cycles in our lives. Help us, oh Father. Reveal them to us. Show us by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. Lord God, even those watching, watching on TV, watching online, I pray, oh Father, I pray, oh God, that you would move in their lives. Move, oh Father. Show them, reveal to them by the spirit of revelation. Help them. Lord God, whatever needs repentance, whatever area, Lord God, I ask that you would reveal to us, reveal to your people, oh God, that the enemy will not have his way anymore. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has been introduced into that family, maybe through idolatry, oh Lord God, through divination, Mighty God, we ask, oh God, that you would reveal, begin to show them in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I see there's a deliverance that is taking place. I see a big snake running out, hallelujah, of somebody's house. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. I release the fire of God over that serpent right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke that. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out of the lives of God's people. In the name of Jesus. Your secret is being exposed. Your power is broken. In the name of Jesus. We thank you Lord. We thank you. We bless your name. Oh we give you glory. We give you praise and honor. We give you praise. We give you praise. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I see this, this, this family is like, there's so much animosity. It's not even funny. It's so terrible, terrible, that it gets violent. I come against that spirit right now. In the name of Jesus. I, I, I lay the axe to the root to the root of that manifestation in the name of Jesus, the root of that tree that the enemy has planted in your family in the name of Jesus. I cut them off in the name of Jesus. Let the kingdom of God invade that family in the name of Jesus. Let the kingdom of God invade that family right now. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, before we go, I want to pray for you if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. Whether you are watching 
or you are in this place, if you are in this place, you want to receive Jesus into your heart, if you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody like that? Okay, let's, let's pray for those watching on TV, online. Just say this after me. You want to receive Jesus into your heart. That's where repent, repentance, you know, that's, that's the true repentance that brings salvation. Okay, when we repent, we get saved. It says, believe, uh, repent and believe, and you will be saved. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that has come to me today. I receive your word. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth, I confess his lordship over my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Make my heart your home. Change my life. Make me a new person. Give me a new heart. Thank you, Lord. I want to love what you love and hate what you hate. Do this in me right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for my brother, my sister, everyone that has prayed this prayer. Lord God, I ask that you would move in their lives. I ask for the new creation reality to dawn upon them. Let your kingdom manifest in their lives. Let your kingdom invade their hearts and their lives. Right now, in Jesus' name, I declare their sins forgiven in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer, please contact us. Reach out to us. We'd like to hear from you, and we would like to follow up and pray with you. All right. So God bless you real good. See you next week. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.